hey, guys, uh, what's up? Sorry I'm late uh, to the recording. Uh, really rough time getting here. You'll never guess what happened. You, you want to guess? <laughs> oh, uh, did, you, uh, did, you, did you hit traffic? No, no, much worse. Uh, did, did, I, I really don't want to guess. No, I think I think you should. I don't want to, did, though. Did you get chased by a bird? Oh, close, but uh, worse than that, even. Oh. oh, no. I'll tell you. Please do. My husband got ripped in half again. Oh, again? again? <laughs> Running fossils. Well, their, their logo is the yellow cock, the rooster mm. against a black background. Oh, yeah, it is. It sucks. Mm. It sucks. Because mm. it's, it's like, oh, you took a rooster. <laughs> a rooster's nice. Do you but think that's a cock, which is like. Do you, do you think that's why Neo has a yellow rubber ducky <laughs> on his head in the bathtub in that oh, shot? Oh, it's a single to the proud boy. Okay, yep, yep, it's like a stand, uh, stand down, stand by. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know some fucking douche on the internet. It's like, look! Oh, yeah. fucking rubber ducky. The red pills. Yeah. The fucking, oh yeah. they said triggered at the start of the trailer, oh. so you know they're like... Whatever they get uh, it, they fucking get it. Oh. Clearly, the Wachowskis are on the side of the Proud Boys. <laughs> Someone thinks that. Someone on the that internet is, thinks that. That's wild. Yeah, Someone yeah. Thinks that. it's a dark thing to think about. And it, wow. Even and though, like, even... one of them specifically said "fuck you both" <laughs> to Ivanka Trump and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty proud of that. Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Coming in on that Matrix conversation. <laughs> Each episode, we watch a movie and then we talk about it through a series of randomly generated critical contexts given to us via our contextual computer. Mm-hmm. We don't know how we're going to talk about this movie. And we are definitely going to talk about this movie in ways that no one has ever talked about it before or will ever talk about it again because oh. it's almost certain to be very uh, not that relevant to the movie <laughs> itself. <laughs> it feels um, harder to guarantee that second one, but go on. All right. Yeah. Joining me as always on this adventure of discovery are my dearest friends and co-host hosts, Misters David Gutchy, Plan D, and Matthew Bond. Hello. <laughs> we plan M and Plan C and Plan D. Is that that's what pretty, we're doing? That's pretty good. That's I pretty think good. it's good. Mm. Good. Mm. Pretty good. Mm. 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 <laughs> yes, uh, as referenced by that, we uh, this time have decided to go for another new film. This is what, like our fifth or sixth movie that's like yeah. new for 2021 that yeah, we're doing year. in the year. That's hey, you know, we're a timely and topical show now. Exactly. That's 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 what you're learning from this event. This episode, we watched the Hulu original comedy Plan B. A young adult coming-of-age story about two high school girls, Lupe and Sonny, who are best Mm -hmm. friends, and after a party that doesn't quite go as planned, Mm -hmm. uh, one of them has a bit of a scare and needs to get a morning-after pill. Unfortunately, 
they live in South Dakota, Good. where that is sometimes difficult to do. Hard. And so they end up having to go on a road trip of sorts to get to the nearest Planned Parenthood, which is in Rapid City, which Rapid. is several hours away. They get lost. They run into a whole bunch of kooky characters from all around the area. And then uh, they make their, you know, they, they make a journey of, uh, dis- you know, uh, emotional uh, growth. Yeah, and, I'd say an uh, adventure of discovery. <laughs> <laughs> or a discovery of adventure. It's hard to know. They discovered an adventure I do think they sure. did discover an adventure. That's a good point. That's true. Uh, both. Just replete with penis piercings. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of those. Baseball bats. If you haven't seen this yet, so many. Yeah, there's a hundred percent more penis piercings than most movies. There's definitely a hundred percent more true. penis pe- yeah. piercings than I expected. Yeah, yeah. which it's is signi- always zero. It's way more plot significant than I was expecting. <laughs> Multiple yeah. occasions. How, has there ever been a more <laughs> plot significant penis piercing in a movie? No. Plot there, significant there, penis a, piercing. A plot significant penis. It's a good I mean, we, yeah. it gets the last. Shot. It does. It does. Man. It gets the last note of the, the movie. last word. <laughs> <laughs> Penis piercing gets the last word. It's the coda of this film. <laughs> it is, and it's shaped a little bit like one too. Ah, oh, it is. It's it's true. Well, much like a penis piercing. I have no transition for that. Let's just do context number one, huh? Yeah, context let's just number one. That get over with, like a penis piercing. Yeah, exactly. That, yes, better than what I had, which was nothing. <laughs> Who in this movie is the Zodiac killer? Okay. <laughs> Who in this movie is the Zodiac Killer? Ooh, there I actually are feel like a there are a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot I of I feel options. like most of the people they run into yeah. could be the Zodiac. Like, are. The Zodiac, are. Just like, are. Are yeah. just collectively just, yeah. the Zodiac Killer. That's how the he has so many killings. Is just, there's so many. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Okay. No. So definitely Doris from the gas station. Yes. Doris from the gas station is a serial killer. Is a serial Maybe killer. not the Zodiac Killer, yeah. but is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. For yep. sure. For sure. Um. The two guys, the two that, guys in the that harassed her also in both the Zodiac movie. killer. It's both the Zodiac killer. Uh, the pharmacist. The pharmacist oh, is the Zodiac no, killer. He actually might be the best one. The one He's, from the bowling yeah. alley, though, the guy who like shoves her away when he's the guy, Indian Mafia. Indian Mafia. Because, uh, that's why, be, that's he why he was so scared. He's Not Zodiac because he was there with a woman. Or maybe the woman that the he shoved killer. away was the Zodiac killer and he was protecting her. <laughs> Could be anybody. Could be anybody. This movie is just replete uh, with the guy, The guy who sells the drugs and has the aforementioned penis piercing and yep. is 17 and has just really dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, was... <laughs> Doug or most of the Ooh, people at Doug's party. Everyone at yeah. Doug's party. Yeah. it's uh, They're more Charles Manson vibes than Zodiac true. vibes. That's true. Yeah. That's but, true. But one of them could probably. One of them, definitely. Maybe Xander. Actually. Yeah, maybe not, yeah. Maybe yeah. not Doug, because he seems very upset by the idea of moths dying. True. And I wonder if that would extend to humans. Yeah, he hmm. did have a lot of uh, sympathy and empathy for the people around him. Yeah. yeah. Did, which the Zodiac Killer had feelings, but... Uh, uh, but not, did he though? But did he though? Are you sympathizing with his own Or did killer, she, <laughs> Christian? Oh shit! I'm so sorry. You're right. <laughs> we technically don't know that the Zodiac killer was a man. We don't. Who, whose party was it? Doug? Was that his name? Doug. Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Doug. Yeah. He had way too much. He had way too many like social skills, like ability yeah. to pick up on social cues right. and everything. Yeah. Then a sociopath would be able yeah, to exactly mm-hmm. Zodiac killer. No way. Yeah. Now Xander, on the other hand, correct. Not as many of those. No, have yeah. much harder time uh, uh-huh. taking no for an answer. Uh-huh. Uh, he punched through some windows. Cues. He clearly has violent tendencies. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. To, he wants meth so bad. He really wants that meth so bad. Wow. And he got so dirty and the Zodiac killer loved to get dirty. That's what it said in one of those notes. Mr. Detective, I gave you all the clues. Look how dirty I am. Look how dirty my fingers are. I like mud pies. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, okay, well, uh, so we pretty much could name, I think, every side character in this movie. Just about. And they yeah. could be the Zodiac Killer. Like, Megan mm-hmm. the, it could be the Zodiac Killer. Megan uh, could definitely be the like, Zodiac Killer. For sure. I, I don't mean, think she's she obviously a high school student. Yeah, sure. You know, but. Details, details. <laughs> I mean. Like, we don't know the Zodiac Killer wasn't a high school student. It's a fair point. At this point, like, this context basically implies some kind of time travel or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. Like, right. <laughs> it's either that there is, like, a new one, either that the Zodiac Killer never happened and it happens now in the world of this movie mm-hmm. and one of them is doing it. <laughs> Or time travel. Yeah, sure. or like a multiverse kind of th- yeah, thing. Right. Oh, like well, every like universe has a Zodiac <laughs> every, Killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every universe. Right. This is the what if. This yeah. is Zodiac Killer's what, <laughs> what if. if. <laughs> yeah, and so in, in the Plan B universe, the Zodiac Killer of the Plan B universe could mm. be many people. Yep. So I think we need to get deeper into it because I we don't we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the pharmacist angle the because yeah, there's a lot of really there's a lot of strong. like uh, red herrings for the the real sleuths here that are looking for the truth yeah. of who the Zodiac killer of the Plan B universe is, mm-hmm. and like oh yeah Doris she had a bat oh those guys they were gonna harass those people you know whatever like people being violent around cars that's got a real Zodiac killer vibe for sure but the Zodiac killer might just be a regular guy just working a pharmacy not giving people the drugs that they and need. he's yeah, yeah he's such a skis about it yeah. and just like seems way so he's so personable until. Until there's that one character flaw, and suddenly he becomes a very different person. Yeah. Yes. It's almost like he was faking it the whole time. Yeah, he's almost. a bit psychotic, yeah. a little bit of a sociopath. Mm. Uh oh. I think we need to pay a visit to Mr. Psychiatrist Man's house. I just need to look in his eyes. I just need to look in his eyes and know. <laughs> just, I just need to know what's him. <laughs> just need to look in his eyes. <laughs> that is how you find out, though. What kind of watch does he wear? Um, <laughs> we what size saw. are his boots? We didn't see those. We didn't see his feet. Mm. I was looking. You were specifically looking. Yeah. Well, it's because you've been updating the wiki feed for this movie. Exactly. Yeah. In real time. <laughs> in real time. As we're watching it. <laughs> and the Who's the Zodiac Killer wiki as well. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> There's probably a pretty big wiki about that. Uh, I have I have another option that I was thinking of. Okay. Because yeah. the pharmacist honestly is probably- is pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my other suggestion would be that we don't see the Zodiac Killer in full form mm. in this film, mm. we do see the origins of the Zodiac, oh, Zodiac killer origins. in okay. Kyle, who oh, yeah, will yeah, grow up yeah. to 100% commit murder yep. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Kyle. He will yeah, definitely yeah, the, start oh my God. killing women who come on to him because it's a sin because to have sex sin, with them. Right. But like, and then he'll be forgiven for it the yeah, next day because God forgives. God forgives yes, them. he's already internalized the yeah. idea that whatever he that does he is, that's wrong. Do a bad yeah. thing is the God absolution. No matter what, he's yeah. already there. Oh he my just, God, Kyle, he just needs a little there. bit of a push, and he is he is full <laughs> zodiac. He just needs, you might say, just a little bit of a boost on a squatty potty. <laughs> yeah, what? just a little bit of a boost, just less a of a push of a and more of a boost. Oh, more of a boost. I didn't notice the squatty potty when they were having sex. Yeah. he stepped up on a squatty that's potty. That's right. Yeah. I did not because he was like, detail. I can't, I can't reach. But that's <laughs> yeah. and she was like, grab the squatty potty. <laughs> and so he scooted it over and he I like scooted up on detail, uh, with his pants pulled that's down. Excellent. And, yep. I've so, often thought that squatty potties need to feature in more sexual scenes in yeah. film. 
Yeah, they're a great tool. Every yeah, time I see them tool. in a yeah. movie, I'm like, Chekhov's Squatty Potty. That's Chekhov's. that's good. Someone's going to fuck on that, and they never do. Yeah. No, this Everyone is the first the movie that pays off Chekhov's yeah. Squatty Potty. And very immediately, it's, it was there, and then ba-bam, it's in a sex scene. Like, I'm so proud of this movie. Yeah. All the Oscars go to <laughs> all, Plan B. All, all Chekhov's Squatty Potty related Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, that's the sponsor of the Oscars this year is Chekhov's Squatty, Squatty Potty. Chekhov's Squatty Potty. <laughs> wow. Uh, what a family business. Yeah. I, I think exactly. it would be nice if the Oscars had some categories like best payoff. <laughs> like, I truly do think they would be it's more Just basically like the MTV Movie Awards, yes. but like, but like, for really nerdy film and, shit. And people that like take it really seriously, like, oh no, this movie won the Oscar for best payoff. Like, that's going on the cover of this movie for sure. <laughs> like, I, I love that. I love a bunch of rich old white men like sitting around debating which payoff was the best. I love a lot of rich old white men, says Period. David Gutchie. <laughs> yes, I do. I can't decide. It's a Twilight slash The Hunger Games situation. Mm. There's too many white rich men that I love. The bit of. Mm. Bit of Fifty Shades in there, a little bit, yeah, because yeah. he was rich and white. Yeah, that's a good. That's true. Oh, maybe I wasn't very that. old though. Well, he could have been. He was in my mind. His He's last gonna name be. was Gray. He's gonna yeah. be. Exactly. Every white He's man gonna is eventually old. gonna be an old white man <laughs> unless he dies. Right. Mm. You forgot about death, David. That's true, and I always do. <laughs> yeah, you're very bad at remembering death. <laughs> I keep. We keep having to remind I you. Fling myself into dangerous situation after precarious. <laughs> at, uh, oh, it's terrible. Yep. Uh, any other zodiacs? Any other? I I want to find one to sneak in at the end. Yeah, well, because the Zodiac's always—it's a twist. You exactly. Never, you never see him. Mm-hmm. Come the until the, the last pharmacist minute. is the one that was there the whole time. Like, yep. if Bond hadn't said it right away, I would have been like, "Oh, the pharmacist!" But like, <laughs> you already nailed it. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think it could be. <laughs> no, <laughs> it couldn't be. Oh no, David! Who were you thinking of? The I... little brother on the stairs at the end. No. no, no. <laughs> No, no, I was though. <laughs> were you, were yes. you really? <laughs> because I did, like, because he, he wasn't really a character until that point, but he, like, looked at her and he was like, okay, I see what you're up to. And it seemed kind of weird. Like, I didn't know what his vibe was. And maybe he was proud, but maybe he was like, I'm going to get you. I genuinely cannot believe we both no, thought of that, I, though. That's... I mean, I was thinking of any other character. There's so many and other characters. One, and that one showed up in my brain, and I was like, what if it He does literally not. He doesn't even say anything. He <laughs> smiles in a way that I couldn't quite read. He kind of creeps up on her behind behind her on the stairs, yeah, though. Yeah, and it's like, that's, that's a Zodiac move. It's, it's a Zodiac. All I'm saying is the Zodiac move. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is move-wise. <laughs> move-wise, pretty, pretty Zodiac, Zodiac adjacent. It's a pretty Zodiac adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think that that closes the book. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we can the all book agree. Of Zodiac. I think we can all agree. Uh, was it Robert Highsmith? Is that his name? Graysmith. 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 Robert Graysmith. Mm. We got close, you, bud. Close your book. You bud. can we, look in his eyes. He's in this movie. This, he's yeah. in this movie. You can look right in his eyes. <laughs> right on that staircase. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, all right. You guys want to move on to another context? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> Although I have many more ideas. Clearly. Oh yes, <laughs> you are very good at spotting zodiacs. <laughs> Feminist theory. Feminist theory. <laughs> let's feminist theory. Let's feminist theory. Feminist theory. Yes, let's. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about as feminist as a movie can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, it's it's uh, a rare high school comedy that's not just like that has a point that goes beyond 
sort of the personal aspects of like growing up is hard or like sometimes a person is this and they want to be that or like you know the different struggles of the world it's like no there's actually a political message in here too mm-hmm. um right. in addition to the obvious like the, the coming of age the 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 emotional uh conversations between the friends between the children and their parents uh strangers uh interacting with them on the street uh, <laughs> or in gas stations um uh, but yes, it also focuses on uh, issues of women's reproductive rights, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which a big part of the reason that I, I, you know, was excited to do this uh, movie when when it came up as an option um, is because recent news uh. in the national conversation about women's reproductive rights has been bleak, yeah, pretty and bleak. incredibly mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah, and I think it's an important topic that more people need to be comfortable talking about openly, because it's very uncomfortable to right. talk about like teens who have sex and need a morning after pill, like. Yeah. Shouldn't be though. Underst- it shouldn't be, That's but I can it. understand why people feel uncomfortable talking about it. But the fact that they feel uncomfortable talking about it makes it so much easier for the people who are demonizing this yeah. and their behaviors yeah. and their yeah. access to these things right. to be yeah. able to own the conversation. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I will say about this movie: the the way that that side that the large group of folks that make it hard to get to have access to services like these was, was sort of the like a ghost background villain of this yeah, movie yeah. in a way that I thought was really well handled because they could have made this movie have more distinct evil people in it. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty it, much just the pharmacist, like the pharmacist and those assholes outside of a, of a gas station. Right, that's yes. it. The patriarchy is the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. Shit. Let's go but, back to the first guy. Like, <laughs> there were a lot of people that just casually said shitty things, mm-hmm. but there wasn't actually a big evil person that was like, I'm going to shut down your town's Planned Parenthood, and they all had to run him out of town. It's like a more societal, yeah. systemic issue that there isn't a place you can just get this. Well, and as much of it was about the stuff that they weren't uh, allowed to say, like especially in that sex ed class, it's like the way they had to talk mm-hmm. around everything and the way the teacher just like kept framing everything in this really right. awful, used awful use That's a real one. Oh, <laughs> yes, which is unfortunately man. a real one. Ugh. Um you know, it makes it it makes it that much like we as an audience know what they're talking about. We all get it. And the kids do, too. Like, that's yeah. that's the thing. It's but because of the way that the conversations are had is you the what's not there is as important as what is there mm. in those scenes mm. for that reason. It's like a good photograph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. I, My, I said yeah. that in a snooty voice, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes snooty things can be real. <laughs> Sometimes snooty things are the most real. Kodak. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think also one of the ways that it is like, like I whenever someone says this is the most feminist that a thing can be, I'm always like, is it? <gasps> is there something I'm forgetting? But there were th- this was also an, a movie that was pretty intersectional. Mm-hmm. Like in great, it was not like. Oh, it's it's women for you know and the power of women, and we're not going to talk about race. That was there in the reasons that they had struggles as teens and women. It was a part of their identities. Yep. At 
a lot of turns. There wasn't just one scene where their race was brought up. Many, many different times. Yeah, many almost different every interaction with a stranger. Right. And yeah. in sometimes positive ways and sometimes negative ways and sometimes fun self-induced ways mm-hmm. like the Indian mafia. You know, like there, there are ways that it was, but it was present and in a way that's important rather than like, this could have been a movie about two white people mm-hmm. that were women going to do this. And it also would have been, f- it would have been yeah, probably fun and feminist, but, but it would have exemplified a, a white feminist like pussy hat women's march kind of yeah. feminism, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, that's one part. But like the liberation of people in feminism involves more than just that. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that this movie's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and yeah, that's, I liked that. that's a really good point because it's not just about the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. It's also religious institutions and religious upbringings. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely cultural uh, underpinnings for problems. Like when they talk about the Indian mafia thing, what, what, what makes that so interesting to keep bringing up besides the fact that they do make a pretty you know, good yeah, joke out of it, especially at the bowling alley. I did find that very funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, is that it's less about um, less about you know Indian people in particular being you know having some sort of cultural whatever, but more just the f- more just the um, the fact of being seen when you don't want to be seen. Mm. That that feeling that you don't get that privacy, you don't get that mm, yeah. that way to to sort of float through because you don't you are a distinctive race you are distinct from a distinctive culture and other people of that culture will recognize you and see you and there's that fear that you might have that because of that you are more recognizable and you're not able to go incognito in these kinds of situations where you really don't want people you know to know Uh what you're up to Mm -hmm. um and it's it's an interesting you know i'm really glad that they did bring stuff some of that stuff into it because you're right it's intersectional and it's it's um but it's they didn't i don't know I felt like they didn't hammer that point too hard mm. most of the time. I think they just sort of like kept those jokes in as as they would in any other teen comedy about children of, you know, different racial backgrounds, different mm-hmm. cultural backgrounds. Those kind of jokes would still be there, but the fact that they included those references but also fed them into the larger narrative as being part of the reason they were going through this problem. Right. Um you know, I think was was really interesting. Yeah. Um definitely. And I, I, you know, obviously, um, we we always talk because we're three cis hat mm-hmm. white guys. Uh, we talk about um, toxic masculinity, and we um, should. And there was very little of it in this movie, surprisingly. Yeah. And the stuff that was there was like explicitly bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There they, was no way to be like, get, no, those are cool guys. They get smacked in the face pretty hard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they get their comeuppance about as mm-hmm. as well as one can yeah. in that situation. I did wish that those guys would have gotten hit with that bat. <laughs> Me same, too. Same like, too. Same. That would have been, and I bet there's a version of the script where they do. Yeah. Like, I bet there is. And I bet someone was like, we can't do that. It There's, is pretty sweet, like, hearing, though, like, somebody that looked like he's pushing 40 be like, don't tell my mom. Don't tell that's, my mom. That Seriously, don't my, tell my mom. That was, I think, I was it's like, that worse. was what made it worse. That, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what made it work is because it's like, it's like you've made this person into a child. Yeah. Like, right. the exact thing that this person would be the most ashamed mm-hmm. to, to have someone find out about him yep. is that he, like, is afraid of his mommy finding out <laughs> that he's a fucking dickhead. Yep. And you know what's cool about that? I mean, I, I like, and I didn't think about it then, but I like it now, where that was used as a way to take what that person thinks he is 
and emasculate, but not because wanting your mom is bad, but because he would think it is bad to yep. want your mom. Because later in the movie, one of the penultimate emotional scenes is her saying, I want my mom. Mm-hmm. And that being good, being like, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's probably where we should go. Or just like, yes, yeah, reasonable and like, understandable. You response. are a teenager, you need your mom, and your mom is going to actually help you. Moms mm-hmm. are good. It wasn't like, oh, someone needs their mom. That's funny. It's this guy thinks he would never need his mom. And that's why it's funny. Yeah. And, I like, and I like he's scared of shaming his mom with his actions. With his actions. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, his dirty Which, actions. Yeah. What a bad boy. Yeah, the role of mothers in this is actually pretty interesting. I think the main negative example would be Logan talking about her mom. Uh, mm-hmm. a reaction, like her reaction to finding out that her daughter was, uh, you know, gay. Yeah. Yep. It, you know, having... The crying and then her father you know calling her disappointment and then basically forcing her to leave mm-hmm. uh the home yeah but you know as far as the mothers that were shown there's obviously sonny's mom who they have a complicated relationship but the way that that resolves is very mm-hmm. um you know very key to her whole growth narrative of the film yeah. uh and then yeah. uh, and it will it just also mom has already passed away so and right. it just reminds me of the fact that, and, and this is something that we're hearing a lot right now with, with the news being as it is, um, there are so many more women than we know that have had to deal with this stuff. Um, exactly. It, it seems like a really simple, dumb thing to say, but yeah. it's just... Yeah, no. But it's just, yeah, there's just so many more women in all of our lives that we have no idea how deeply these things touch them. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for her mom. And you find it out at the end mm-hmm. when she shares. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And I, I think the moment that really stuck out the most to me in this was when Kyle calls at the end and has that whole speech about how God forgives people and that's what Christianity is all about while he's sitting cross-legged, you know, sipping tea and whatever. (laughs) And it's, and, and then just like her not even having to say like, well, I'm glad that that works for you, but I also might be pregnant. So I guess I have other shit to deal with. Right. She doesn't even have to say it. And I just love that that's, uh, that's they're explicitly bringing that up i don't know it, it's an issue that i think doesn't get talked about enough is that you know we when we focus so much on the moral aspect of sex and sexuality and pregnancy and these things we ignore a lot of the practicalities of it and mm. the actual physical needs that people go through and the, and the struggles that people go through with these things you know it's it's you know it, it matters less in the in, to a person in the moment whether or not god cares that they had sex then whether or not they're pregnant and will have yeah, to deal with that mm-hmm. right um but only to the person that's getting pregnant not the person exactly. that did the thing where he put a penis in a taint yep and they touch on that too earlier in the movie when they're like hey why aren't we looking at the guy's car where's the guy's yeah. car yep mm-hmm. that whole yep. thing yep. yep uh and then just while we're on the topic of you know masculinity yeah hunter can absolutely get it pretty nice yeah. like yeah, pretty nice whole, in like every way like that whole he had a fucking scene. Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. cup he d- yeah he needed Sploosh. to take care of better better like, care of it but he yeah. definitely needed to take better care <laughs> of his Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cup. well specifically the, the milk inside the Yu-Gi-Oh cup. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like you got he had a Yu-Gi-Oh cup man yeah. oh man you, you, you can't you can't that's it for hey, me guys he was more of a cowboy bebop guy come on <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> no it, it was nice that that he was the the first voice in the classroom to kind of go like hey wait a minute 
what are we doing here? And not just like the other guy who was like, what, or the, the, the woman who was like, what happens if I put it in, in my trunk though? <laughs> it's yeah. a fun joke. And then he was like, but really let's talk about why, why is his car not mattering? Why does giving someone a ride affect the way a car drives? And yeah. it, that, that was cool. I was like, Oh, I get it. He's, he's not just performing a thing. He's like, actually has a problem with the way this is being taught. And that was, um, that was brought forth again later in the waffle scene mm-hmm. where he like very clearly has thought about these things mm-hmm. and is like, no, s- slut is a double standard. Like, what are we doing here? And like, he gets it yeah. and can get it. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's good to see. Yeah. It's good to see. Yeah. I, I liked, I liked his, his performance as yeah, well. He did a nice thing. Um, I, I think we've said, I mean, there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. in this movie, especially related to this topic, but mm-hmm. I know I think a lot of it also is pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> if you understand feminist theory and you see this movie, you you know what they're going mm-hmm. for. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what they're going for. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I still think it's. I, I'm glad we were able to highlight it. Yeah, um, totally. Because it's definitely, I think, one of the strongest takeaways from the film. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to another context. <laughs> okay. Spoopy time. Make it a horror movie. Spoopy time. <laughs> make it a horror movie. Spoopy we time. are coming up on spooky season. Yeah, that is true. Perfect. All right, guys. Let's make Plan B a horror movie. I feel like there are several opportunities. Well, the first one mm-hmm. is in the title. Oh. Plan G. And then there's parentheses that says the G stands for ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Next context. Yeah, I think we got it in one. So that's that's one way. It's not the only way. It's just changing the title. But I think we can pretty much agree that that's the only way we could change the title to make it better. That's, and now we that's can talk true. about how the movie that's would change. True. Even if there aren't ghosts in the movie, it's just good to know. Like, I was really confused when I saw Hereditary, and I was like, what's Hereditary? Is it scary? I wish the title would have told me if there were ghosts in it. <laughs> and so, like, I, I think we should put more parentheses in movies that tell you what kind of things are going to be in mm. it. I was going to make mm-hmm. a joke that would have definitely been very spoilery for no. Hereditary. And <laughs> that's the real scare. Please don't do that. Yeah. No. Okay, so G stands for ghost. We got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else is scary? Well, <laughs> there are a lot of <laughs> horror movies specifically yeah. dealing with pregnancy. True. From Rosemary's Baby, oh, The Alien, Alien. Mm-hmm. It's a common uh, Prometheus also also Yeah, Prometheus uh, has, has a whole fucking section in it. Oh my god. Um that scene is stressful. It's very stressful. It's very stressful. It's spooky. Yeah, it's one it's might say. One might say. Uh, so it it would be within Chucky? good company. Does Chucky count? Is does Chucky <laughs> does Chucky count? Well, maybe not, but Bride of Chucky certainly does. I think Chucky counts as contraception. <laughs> 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 like, I think, or maybe abstinence-only education. <laughs> like, if you're like, listen, That's this, it. this is the, this is, you want this? You want, you want one of these? Don't put that in there. Mm-hmm. You get that. Mm-hmm. You get one of those. <laughs> you get one of those, and he's like, hey, hey I'll drive your car. <laughs> and they're like, we mixed our metaphors, but don't have sex. <laughs> <sighs> um, she has 24 hours to take the pill, 
or she dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's like right there. You've got yeah. a horror setup. Yeah. Because you make it a horror movie, you might have to add some supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. and yeah. that could be how you do it. Is yeah, It's totally. like it's a maybe it's a ghost baby. Right. Who yeah. is, who's got in 24 baby. hours is yeah. going to come out and like. I don't well, know. Who knows? I mean, there's Rosemary's Baby. It's classic. Like, yeah. the first, the setup of the movie is instead of the kind of teen drama that they have and like, am I going to hook up with Hunter? Oops, I hooked up with Kyle. It might be a situation where like she has a crush on a guy and he seems kind of weird. And, and he practices dark magic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, and she's like, oh, this guy, he seems cool. Like, and then they like have sex and then he like does a spell while that happens. Yeah. And then instead of finding the condom later, she finds like his spell book page. Yeah. Or it's just like, or it's just her one, vagina. It's still in her vagina. It's just one card from his deck. <laughs> mm, there you go. Yeah. And, and it's like, ooh, a tarot card. What is this? And, and it turns it's the blue out eyes that, white dragon. that it's the blue eyes white dragon. It mm. has 3000 life points. Or wait, super it's not rare. life points, it's attack super points. Anyway, rare. super rare. <laughs> okay, thank and you for th- correcting and yourself. And they need to drive around and find the five pieces of Exodia, which has never been done before, and not even Seto Kaiba could do it, even though he's wildly rich. <sighs> I love you, David. <laughs> the next thing that happens so in much, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> is Yu-Gi-Oh!'s grandpa gets taken to the Shadow Realm. Okay. And put okay. They literally fucking kill his grandpa at okay. the beginning of the okay. show. Oh, so that could also make it a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just turns into a Yu-Gi-Oh. It's straight up just, just becomes an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, but I do like the idea that it's a Rosemary's Baby, but for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I think that could actually be kind of cool. Oh, absolutely. And that they need to find not just a Planned Parenthood, but like a magical person. Like that's why it's hard to find. And that's why they're bouncing around to all these weirdos because they need to find someone that can dispel the thing. And it is a dark comedy for sure. It's still funny, but it's also scary. There's like mm-hmm. legitimate scares in it and legitimate stress. Just like this movie has like legitimate funny and then emotion. This one will have <laughs> funny and scary, but no yeah. emotion. It's Rosemary's non-viable grouping of cells. Yeah. Yes. Precisely. Yeah. Queen. Um, <laughs> and Kyle's like trying to give her an exorcism and it's just like. Oh, no. It's, a, oh, it's bad. Yeah, it just yeah, doesn't take. It doesn't. No. No, Kyle is Catholic <laughs> instead of evangelical. That's a, that's a good change. I like that. Yep. Um, and obviously everything that happens at Doug's house would be. More, so oh. much more intense. Oh, yeah. yeah but just, still more or less the same. More or less. The <laughs> <laughs> you just put like witch hats on some of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and otherwise it would actually be like it literally is a Manson like party <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her oh. being on speed would be representative in a way kind of like the drug trips in Midsummer or something like yeah. that. Where it's like. Yeah. That would maybe be a lot more scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, it was a joke 100% of the time and not played for stress mm-hmm. at all. And it would be played for very stress. And the moment when they don't go into that building because it looks too scary, this time they do go into that (laughs) building. (laughs) (laughs) And that's an extra 30 minutes of the movie. (laughs) They just go into haunted house. just like going in. But it's like, it's like, it's still an empty-ish barn that's just like, there's nothing in it really. (laughs) But But they're going from corner to corner, like examining everything, making sure that nothing's going to jump out. And there's like a couple shapes in the corners that people theorize might represent like some faces or something. Mm-hmm. It's clear that it's not. But, it's tough but to say. Man, it's the director's just mum, though. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't oh, know, they maybe, won't say maybe. anything. There's, yeah. a, there's, no. there's a lot that I put in on speculate. Movie. It's part of the ARG. <laughs> Tell us the truth, Natalie Morales. <laughs> Where did you hide the dark faces in the room? <laughs> 
She was like, what the fuck are you talking like, about? <laughs> this movie isn't scary. What get, did you do? Get out of my AMA. Did you take um, that PCP, which was maybe also speed? <laughs> it's just very small chance. Very small chance. Very small chance. PCP, PCP. Oh, yeah. That scene with the drug dealer would be oh, way no. more fucked up. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. the amount of blood that would come out of that piercing. Oh, yeah, oh, that's for true. Sure. Also, that would be bad. Oh, that could be. Ooh, and Doris, would like, we would see a flashback maybe to her husband getting ripped in half. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We would see her actually beat the shit out of those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, she, okay, here's what would happen. The guys would be like, hey, what's up, ladies? Man, let's, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put my burrito in your taco and, like, this shitty stuff that they said. Mm-hmm. And it would be a lot more threatening and less like we know nothing's really going to happen because it's a teen comedy and <laughs> like we're safe. Uh, and there would be some ominous music and then Doris would come out and like beat some beat one's head in like Pan's Labyrinth style, really just like <laughs> chunk it. And then like just go to town on the other guy yeah. and then look up covered in blood and be like, oh, I was just coming out here to get those necklaces that you stole. And they'd be like, bye. <laughs> and they'd leave very fast. Like yeah. Doris would turn into a. Not like a villain, but like a neutral horror in the yeah movie yeah. For it would sure. kind of depend, and, and this is not a particularly funny answer. But mm. one one thing about horror movies is, uh, in particular, is that they yeah. tend to be more um, social issue focused, mm-hmm. if only because yeah, this movie didn't have any. It's e- <laughs> <laughs> I just mean it's like it's easy to get across. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's easy to get across messages in horror Very, um, yeah. through art metaphors. And stuff. metaphors. There's, so many, yeah. there's so many metaphors, and I would wonder if there would be sort of a, a fear of because I feel like there would be a lot of paranoia in a horror version of this mm. because she's already paranoid yeah. about people knowing about. They're both paranoid about the other one finding True, out about things, about Ooh, other people finding yeah. out things about them, mm. um, about the situation that they're in. Obviously. Um, the paranoia, I think, if they were to keep that angle dialed up, maybe the guys in the parking lot are there, and then Doris, maybe like they look and they see her looking through the window, but she turns away, like oh. she doesn't want to like get oh. involved. Mm. She doesn't want to yeah. deal with it. Um, oh, and, or maybe because they stole, she's like, "It's up their fucking problem," you know. <laughs> and so then they have to like sort of like fight the guys off, run away, something like that. There's some other kind of mm. dark consequence, something like that. Dark I feel like in a horror movie. That would be a horror movie version of this. That would be how that that seemed to be mm. likely to play out. I like that. Yeah, That's scary. Oh, yeah. I think this could kind of work. No, I think like, this could g- genuinely I, be a very, I think, a very. I think a lot of movie. road trip yeah. comedies can turn into horror movies. Well, pretty I mean, easily. they call it a pregnancy scare. Yeah, so that's one hundred percent true. There's classic. You know, there's like the you know, the jump scare. People don't talk about the pregnancy scare. Yeah, when you feel that in a theater. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> audiences <laughs> will run screaming. I think the extreme use of pregnancy scares is pretty hacky. <laughs> Every horror movie these days, it's pregnancy scare, oh. pregnancy scare, pregnancy mm-hmm. scare. And they, and let's not even get started about how they were locking up all those Hollywood elites for the, in the pregnancy scare of the fifties. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Any other horror movie stuff we could think of? Uh, big Monster? There'd probably be a Big Monster, yeah, yeah. sure. Spin-offs. Spin-offs. <laughs> spin-offs. All right. <laughs> Sp- spin-offs. <laughs> I forgot I shortened I shortened the wording of this context. <laughs> it just felt so abrupt. It did. It really did. Uh, spin-offs. Well, this movie has a fuck ton of characters. Yeah, it does. It has a fuck ton of weird side stuff that could True. definitely be fleshed oh out. I know as we were watching it, uh, 
one or both of you said that you wanted to see a movie about Doris's character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And yeah. her whole... I need Because her backstory is fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And that's that's part of the charm. Like, it, part of the charm of a character like that is that they just sort of casually toss out these incredibly loaded things and just ask you to be like, yeah, that's normal. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I just... I like the idea of a Doris movie just being like a clerk's <laughs> just mostly quiet but like once in a while they'll just go off and some fucked up shit will happen yeah like someone's husband gets ripped in half by two cars exactly yeah for example like if the, yeah if they if they did it in like this is her life story it would basically be barb and star go to vista del mar <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like where just crazy shit keeps happening yeah yep. actually i could see doris fitting into the barb and star universe oh yeah oh part of the barb star universe yeah exactly <laughs> barb star and doris it's perfect yeah there you go Huh. Uh, no, I think Doris would be good. I I wonder what the tone of that movie would be. Like, I think the clerk's angle is probably the m- version of it that turns yeah. out to be the best movie. Like the yeah. movie that I would have the most okay. fun watching yeah. without feeling kind of gross afterwards. <laughs> we could definitely meet that one farmer who grows dent corn instead of sweet corn. <laughs> oh, that's why. Oh, that guy was awesome. <laughs> Love him. It's gonna Paul? be a Paul's farm. I don't remember. Yeah, big part of the big part of the movie. big yeah. big part of the and that movie. doll mansion. Oh, the, the doll with the, the, the doll, doll museum. Uh, museum. The yeah. doll museum. Oh, we can finally see. Dolls. Could finally see the corn palace. Yeah, seriously. Oh like, yeah. Have you guys ever been there? I've been some... there. I have oh, really? as well. Yeah. Well, I've been outside of it. Well, same. <laughs> I, I'm convinced there is no inside. <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 <laughs> I just had to let that sink in. Uh, yeah, let, let that sink in. I just that that's funny. <laughs> There's no no one's ever been inside. Mandy. Mm. Have you seen Mandy? Oh yeah. yes. We watched. I thought you were here with us. Yeah. Did no. we watch that together? No. I watched it by myself in my room. Oh, that's ice right. Cream. He, couldn't, he couldn't make it that night, but that yeah. was the night Joe came that's over. That's right. Uh, that was when we met Joe, or that's when right. you met Joe, yeah, and then Joe me. was on Kung Fu Panda because yeah. you were feeling sick the next day yeah, after we watched Mandy. Me. Yes, 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 yes. I'm David. Yes, David. There you are. <laughs> but think about just change the name Mandy to Doris. Okay. Because I actually think that the tone of Mandy <laughs> might work for Doris's character. Would would Doris be Mandy or would she be I Nick sh- Cage's character? I think character? she'd be more like Nick Cage's yeah, character. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. where I was but thinking. I, so you don't necessarily change the name to Doris, but like the joke works so better. So her ex-husband is basically Mandy. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. happens to her ex-husband uh, yeah. is similar to, uh-huh. and her reaction yeah. to yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like, like that's that. what I'm saying. Like, it's scored by the song Footloose. Ooh, the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's the only song they can afford. No, it's an Easter egg. It sounds like ambient music. It's like when you turn, when they did it to Justin Bieber's music, and it sounded in, like cigarettes. In, uh, in Dread. So you, you yep. just stretch the whole song Footloose for a two-hour movie, and it just sounds like really low, weird, ambient music. Yeah. But that's the Easter egg. If you speed up the soundtrack to three and a half minutes or whatever Footloose is, it's Footloose. That's amazing. Oh, that actually I would, would that. rule. That would, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But I think that could work because she's got that, like, she's funny, and mm-hmm. she is a funny character that has some kooky stuff going on. But she's got a darkness. There's mm, a, a lot darkness. of weird corn stuff going on. Yes, there is a darkness. <laughs> I just pictured it. her with like a bloody machete standing in front of the corn palace and being like, come out. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that could be fun. Yeah. I think that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> that, that, hey, that's nice. <laughs> did, like, we, <laughs> did we make it a horror movie again? We I think we did. did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. You can have this is the season. a horror movie. It is the season. His. It is. It is. Right. Okay, so Doris. Doris. Doris is a good one. Um, lots of, lots of I money, yeah. would be interested in seeing 
kind of interested in seeing a rancid tofu mockumentary in the style of Spinal Tap. Mm. I think that would be okay. a good like ten minute special feature. Yes, on yes, this, on this DVD, like yes. a like a little mockumentary, like a behind the music. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Who was that bassist? Who just had hey, like we long didn't hair and a fur about coat, the yeah. and was just like chilling and like never on screen again. Mm-hmm. Just Xander and. Uh, Fuck Logan. Logan. Yeah. I almost said Lucas, which Lucas? is very much not no, the same. <laughs> not her. Uh, uh, Doug would be interesting to see. I think Doug would be good. I do think that Doug would be interesting. Uh, like I, a I very emotionally vulnerable works. drug dealer. Yeah, is like, is like a late stage Jesse Pinkman. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, Okay, no, no. Late stage Jesse Pinkman meets upstart seventeen-year-old guy who's dehydrated. Oh. And they go into the drug trade together <laughs> because there are two weird drug dealers in this mm-hmm. movie <laughs> and they should work together a la Breaking Bad. Never once in my life drank <laughs> Never drank water. Not once in my life. I'm 17 too. I love that they were like, wait, we can't have this happen. They're not all 17. And, and then they were like, what if we just canonically made him 17? <laughs> just strongly, just severely dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good joke. Uh, so they team up and make, you know, whatever Doug makes. Do whatever the, whatever <laughs> who knows, the fuck Who Doug's knows doing. what Doug was up to, but whatever that is. He would be the badger to his, to Doug's mm. Jesse Pinkman. Ooh, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. He'd probably be the one to convince Doug to go straight. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. That, because that he's be such fun. a fuck up? Yeah. Because he's so crazy and Doug's yeah. like, I can't, I can't do yeah. this anymore. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, but the, and that younger guy is like, oh, who even knows? Too wild. But Doug, a real, Doug just wants a real to. He just heart. wants to be a regular guy. Yeah, and and after after uh, Sunny sees him, <laughs> after she has that deep eye contact with him, and they witness each other's spirits, <laughs> then I think that's like maybe maybe it's a spinoff where the that scene in this movie is in that movie too. And, or yeah. the show, I guess, where it's like the beginning of Act Three or the end of Act Two of that arc of Doug's arc, and that changes him. <laughs> that was like the first time he was able to like be seen by someone, and that like he wants to leave it all behind, but he can't. And the end of it is him dying. <laughs> he has to die. Doug has to die. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Definitely. I mean, has it to seems die. like that's where it's going with him, no matter what. Doug's on the yeah. path to death. He's got as are we all. As hey, as are we hey, all. like a moth to the flame, man. Oh, so it's just so. It is sad. Though. It's already setting up. What's it's foreshadowing. Yes. Oh my god, it's he, he doesn't he, he doesn't oh. know. He doesn't Holy know. Shit. He's flying Poor towards Doug. the flame. Holy he shit. doesn't know. Christian, it's in the text. It's, it's in, in the, the text. text. It's in the text. It's in the text. <laughs> no arguing. It's in the text. <laughs> Doug dies tragically. It's in the it's text. In the text. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what other spin us are in the text? Oh mm. shit. I do like the I like the band. The band is fun. Um I think I think I would be really interested in a Ladybird style movie about Lupe going to college. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as a spin-off. No, it does, I guess. Because yeah. it's kind of like a sequel, but it's kinda like remember, sequel, remember but... this character? Well, Sonny's not there anymore, and now it's just Lupe and her family going to college. I got a very interesting vibe It'd of like conflict but love at the you know, same time. I think time, it's similar to cool. when we did Lady Bird on the show. We talked about how interesting it would be to follow Beanie Feldstein's character mm-hmm. to college. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so this would be kind of like the equivalent yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah. Like what about what about the best friend and 
and her family and mm-hmm. what their dynamic is. Also, a lot of Catholic guilt. I, I think maybe that's what made yeah. me think the Ladybird <laughs> thing too, because there's a lot of like religious guilt going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. But I but I think her family seems cool. Like the little we got, which as for for as maybe twenty minutes longer than I thought this movie should have been, like for what it was doing. I felt like I got not enough of their family for the redemptive moments to be as good as I wanted them to be. It like I think that's fair. I got w- yeah. two dad moments, yeah, and it was him yeah. being a jerk and then him being totally different, and there wasn't really room for him to be a full person in that. Yeah, and it still was good. I was still like, yeah, this guy's cool, and I get it. But I was like, I don't know. I'm actually kind of like worried because he's so different from how he was before that like i don't even know if he's a real person maybe he's like yeah. a psychopath oh maybe he's the zodiac killer holy oh murder. my god because oh he's so god. good with he's so cool with murder he's so he said holy <laughs> that's true he knows the guy to hide the body he knows this is the ultimate oh who's zodiac killer twist <laughs> three contexts later <laughs> i'm so sorry all the sorry. pieces finally come together oh. how do we not think about the fact that he already knew a guy that he would call to hide a body holy specifically shit. he said he knew he would yeah wow he was right there he was right oh, there. and i looked yeah. right behind him at the killer. kid on the stairs and i thought he you, had the weird you looked vibes. at his eyes i looked you at didn't his look eyes. at his eyes <laughs> <laughs> his eyes shit oh, oh man oh what a twist what a fucking twist what a way to what a way to go <laughs> yeah. what a way to end it oh my god you guys we talked about we talked about plan b certainly oh, but certainly. most importantly we may have found the zodiac killer <laughs> It's in the text. It's in the text. In potentially the text. in the text. It's potentially in the text. It's potentially in the text. <laughs> um, let's see. We did, uh, well, we did feminist theory this time. Mm-hmm. We did. We talked about, of course, the Zodiac Killer, but I feel like that's cheating, Zodiac but I'm going to take it. It's yeah. hanging fruit. We talked fine. about spinoffs. We did. We talked mm-hmm. about spinoffs. And then, and then we made it a horror movie. We made it a horror movie. <laughs> I actually scary. forgot, so I'm really glad you remember. scary. Well, I took the easy one, so it was only fair that I had to make up for it by saying another one. Yeah. No, no that is fair. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. that is fair. I was, I was about to get really upset. <laughs> it's like, David, how dare you? <laughs> we, we agreed. We all looked at each other and we agreed no one was going to say the Zodiac. That's, <laughs> that's the fairness doctrine in this in on this oh show. My God. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. Just a couple more things to get through. And first up, uh, David, did you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, sure, baby. Hypothetic asked. You like it. You, you, you know. Like it. You love <laughs> it. Get in there. Listen to it. Do you like it? Yeah, I knew you did. It's another podcast I'm on. You probably know at this point. But if you don't, if this is the first episode you're listening to and you're like, that David's pretty great, I wonder what would happen if he was different. Well, I'm not that different on that show. <laughs> so uh, go listen to it if you want more what would happen if he was on a much more professionally done show. <laughs> but way goofier. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, we don't get serious on that show. I did so, just re- I did just recently listen to the episode where you guys go to that creepy school where you, like, black oh, out and stuff. Oh, creepy school. That yeah. was pretty fun. That was a fun one, yeah. <laughs> pretty nice. I was like, Emily, what the fuck? <laughs> so if that intrigues you, <laughs> get in there, baby. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, just, like... Come to my house. I'm not going to give you my address, but if you know where it is, come. <laughs> Bond, right. Bon, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, or any nice things you want to say? Yeah, uh, I have nothing uh, personal to plug, but uh, I have been watching, um, you know, stuff. stuff. Just stuff. <laughs> no, uh, I've been watching Killing Eve, um, <gasps> oh, which shit. is a fantastic show. Um, 
you've 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 got you got Jody Comer, you got Sandra O. Oh. What more do you need? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a fantastic show. Oh. Uh Jody Comer plays a serial killer that keeps slipping through Sandra O's fingers and uh mm-hmm. she becomes obsessed and they kinda of become obsessed with each other and it's a very delightful kind of off kilter almost comedy in a way. Um and it's a very fun show to watch and I recommend it. It's on Hulu. It's a phenomenal uh, show. Yes. Uh Christian, did you have anything like to plug? Thank you for asking. Uh, I am up over 100 songs on my best of 2021 playlist. Nice. Got to uh, cull the fold now. Yes. Mm-hmm. with Yes. It's, I'm at the culling stage, which is good, <laughs> which is where I want to get in mm. September is to start culling. <laughs> it's in spoopy season. Let's get to culling stage. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of great new music. There's uh, the newest one from uh, Madhu Mokhtar, I believe is how it's pronounced. That's really good. The new... Uh, well, the new Little Sims album is phenomenal. Sometimes I might be introvert is the title, which is a little clunky, but <laughs> it's like I loved her last album, Gray Area. This one is like a statement. This one is like it's big and it it earns it. Definitely it's, more black and white than Gray Area. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's a big it's it's good. It's got like a lot of like if you're into like uh pre everyone fucking hates kanye kanye when he was mm. like doing a lot of string arrangements and, and yeah. going for like maximalism yeah um before he was a you know before everyone including me turned on yeah, him huh. um but like also you know grime and mm. some i mean it's just it's so good yeah, it's like such that. a good record so nice. the new little sims is what i would recommend sweet i'm gonna listen to that you should i'm gonna you specifically should wow Oh, and the new Indigo to Souza. That was the other one I was trying to think. Mm. Ah, that album actually does rule uh, quite a bit. Does yes, rule. it does. It does turns out, yeah. turns out, quite good. Very good. <laughs> the results are in. Aha! <laughs> Survey says <laughs> quite good. Quite a uh, quite good. <laughs> uh, good soup. Um, <laughs> I've been obsessed with the good soup meme. <laughs> As you should be. It's, so should. Good. it's, it's so fucking good. And uh, driver. Nah. All right. All right. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, the mm. only one thing left to do, and that's the grim task that has been sent down to me by the ancients, and that is to ask you, my dear friend, David Gucci, do you have any final thoughts you would like to leave us with? Why does the sassy business exhibit such damage? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! Oh, fuck me. That couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. We need to plan things less <laughs> again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if that is how the first improv group was formed. <laughs> oh shit, we need to plan things hey, less. We need to plan things <laughs> less. We need to plan things less. <laughs> and you, you need to be more agreeable. <laughs>